Time is all a figment of our imagination. Oh, God, don't start with me. <laughs> it's, it's too early to start drinking Arlene. Welcome to Barnyard Language. We are Katie and Arlene, an Iowa sheep farmer and an Ontario dairy farmer, with six kids, two husbands, and a whole lot of chaos between us. So kick off your boots, reheat your coffee, and join us for some Barnyard Language, honest talk about running farms and raising families. In case your kids haven't already learned all the swears from being in the barn, it might be a good idea to put on some headphones or turn down the volume. While many of our guests are professionals, they aren't your professionals. If you need personalized advice, consult your people. Yeah. Welcome back to another episode of Barnyard Language. Thank you for joining us again this week. So Katie, you get to do the update first. What's happening on the farm? Uh, not a whole hell of a lot, Arlene. Got our first snow of the year last week. I think it was Friday. And other than that, it's pretty gray and gloomy. Kids are good. Gym is good. Work is busy. Anyway, what's happening in your world, Arlene? Well, the one exciting thing that happened this past week is that we actually left the farm for a few days. It we was had, so uh, weird. I was so lonely out without very you. Nicely. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We did end up having internet reception, but I told Katie we might not. So she uh, had to not send me any messages for a few days. And I think she was lonely. I but believe I also told you to not message me because you should go spend time with your husband and That's not true. be messaging me yes yeah that, but that i had not realized how much so chatter usually flows friend. back and forth <laughs> yeah between us yeah. stream of consciousness i had this thought i need to share it with you yeah so my fantastic mother came and hung out with the kids and we've gotten to that glorious stage where uh the kids can actually be helpful with some chores so they didn't have to do a ton uh, but the 10 and 13 year olds took turns cleaning at the barn. So running the, the manure pump and the stable cleaner once a day. And my daughter does nighttime barn check. So she's out there just to check on everything and push in feed and uh, scrape down some cows be before everyone gets tucked in at night. So that feels nice to know that we have some, some mid-sized people who can now help with some other chores and we have some fantastic staff and my father-in-law and mother-in-law who are at home and can do chores for us while we're away so we actually were away for three days which seems like weeks and you probably have the the same feeling katie both in the house and in the barn but it's hard to relax when you're at home even if you're not doing anything there's that feeling of I can see that thing over there or from a husband. I know it's like, I know there's a list of things I could be doing at the barn. So even if you're trying to take a day off, it doesn't really feel as relaxing as if you can actually physically leave. So yeah. that felt really nice. And uh, yeah, so we got to get together with some friends from universities. So there was uh, some cow talk because we went to uh, an agricultural university. So there was still still farm talk, but there was no actual farming happening while we were gone so that was really nice and then what else yeah we got some snow as well i need to probably set up some things in with our chickens in the next few days to make sure their water doesn't freeze and that they stay a little bit warmer do you have much to do to get ready for the actual winter weather katie around your place i need do a, i feel like up or? for the poultry every year we end up having to buy a new um 
you know, water heater base because they get rusted out. And especially with the ducks, they splash a lot of water out. And I'm, mm -hmm. I don't want to say unusually paranoid about barn fires. I feel like that's a very valid and good thing to be paranoid about. Absolutely. And I think all farmers are a good by, amount afraid of barn yeah, fires. Buying a new water heater base is a lot cheaper than replacing buildings. So, need to, you know, we have windows that we take out of the coop in the summer that I need to get put back in and bedding put down and not really a whole lot more. We need to clean out the sheep building before it gets frozen too hard um, so that it's clean for lambing in the spring. And other than that, just picking up stuff around the yard and kind of doing that before, you know, too much snow gets on top of it and then... My, I'm going to assume my in-laws are never going to hear this show. My father-in-law is a very enthusiastic snow clearer, both with the snowblower and the skid loader. And by snowblower, I mean, you know, tractor mounted like eight foot wide. Sure, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. so. So you want to make sure that everything is cleared far away from the edges of the driveway because it could get sent. To the edges before. of the driveway, the middle of the lawn. Yeah, no, he he's... <laughs> <laughs> enthusiastic we're clearing everything to yeah to put it nicely i've had to ask him to actually leave snow in places before because the kids want to like build snowmen or just it looks gross when sure. it's like all snow blood and there's like and rocks and leaves and shit. Shot away. yeah yeah you know yeah. did some christmas shopping getting ready to you know put our little battery candles in the windows i'm very excited about that we used to my grandma always put the candles in the windows at christmas and i've Never gotten around to it, but our kids are getting old enough to, like, want traditions. Um, so we're still debating about Elf on the Shelf. I think I'm going to say no. But we also, last year I bought one of those light projectors, you know, that projects, like, flashing lights oh, or yeah. snowflakes or whatever. Up onto the wall. And, yeah, because we have a barn that's, like, 70 feet high, I used the calf warmer last year to mount the mount the light high enough and projected lights across the entire front of the barn for the entire holiday season and it was nice. immensely pleasing so i need to get that back out i had been a no elf on the shelf person for years and i was sticking with it and then i had a moment of weakness i think my daughter was probably in that 11 10 11 12 range i can't remember the exact year but right around the time where she was probably only having a Christmas left of, you know, like the magic, right? That she she still believed uh, there was an elf at school. All of her friends had elves. And why didn't we have one? And I thought to myself, you know what? I can do this for a year. We'll keep the magic. And then she'll have to help me with it. <laughs> Once she doesn't believe anymore, she's got three younger siblings. So we're going to have to do this for a long time. But then she's going to have to take over some of the responsibility. So it's actually worked out pretty well. She'll she'll remind me that it has to be moved. And ours doesn't do any tricks. Like it's it just moves. And sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes we forget and it doesn't move at all. And our other strategy on that one is we have kids with late season birthdays. So Elf doesn't come until after the final birthday because we kind of don't decorate for Christmas or do anything too Christmassy until all the birthdays have happened. So the elf doesn't arrive until after the 8th of December, which is when the last family birthday happens. So that shortens up the season too, where it's not, not quite as many days in a row. 
That's a wise choice, too. But if um, you can avoid it for a few more years, just yeah. keep avoiding it. Now, I, I have the feeling that there's going to be elves at school, and then it is going to be a why don't we have an elf thing. I don't... As much as my personality says, screw that noise, I don't care what everybody else is doing, I also don't want to be that mom whose kid doesn't have the thing that everybody else has. So... Sure. Um, and it is pretty cute. It's, yeah. you know, fairly harmless, as long as it's not one where you're doing elaborate, elaborate setups every night that then you're going to regret. Well, I was I was thinking this year for for an advent calendar, because I like to I like the idea of having a countdown through the season. I saw one where mm -hmm. they used like the little paper bags, you know, and put like a little activity or like a small gift rather than having like a piece of candy. My kids aren't old enough for the Lego advent calendars. You know, and a piece mm -hmm. of candy just seems kind of pointless. The candy is always crap. They're going to fight over it. We'd have to have two of them. It just, it's just a whole thing. Um, so I realized that maybe the elf could bring the little bag for the advent thing every day. I'm trying to collect some activities you. like, you know, going to holiday lights or going to, you know, whatever activity or having a movie night or whatever and putting mm -hmm. those in the advent calendar. Yeah, just sometimes our elf has brought, you know, like a new a new Christmas book or the Christmas pajamas, that kind of stuff. So that you actually get it before Christmas versus, you know, like, do you give them the Christmas pajamas on Christmas and then they wear them for the day and then that's it. So yeah, you can, you can make traditions to be what you need them to be. Right. Yeah. So our episode yeah. today is actually our uh, gift guide. And the one thing I forgot to say when we were, were recording all of our gift suggestions was what should be the easiest one for us to remember is local food. So uh, we're farmers and we probably know lots of farmers or know of lots of farmers who have businesses and who sell their, you know, in my area, maple syrup or honey or meat, eggs, cheese, all those types of things. So those are the perfect gifts for each other and for the people in our lives because consumables are always a good gift because they don't take up space. And you can even spend a little bit more sometimes on something fancier or maybe you know, a special seasonal product that somebody's got going on just to uh, support them during this time of year when you're also looking to figure out what to get that hard to buy person. So that was my, uh, one of my other suggestions for gift giving. I think Arlene too, we could probably um, put up a list in our podcast Facebook page and on our other pages where producers could add their uh, contact information if folks want to order from them through the season. Um, sure. I know that we yeah, have a number yeah, of producers that are... Yeah, whether you're local to are, them or can ship. Yeah, yeah. We have a number of folks that do ship different items, and, you know, that's a great opportunity to support some folks, and I guarantee that your local producer appreciates that money a heck of a lot more than, you know, whatever fancy corporate place you were going to order whatever from and i can guarantee the quality is going to be better too podcasts are free to listen to but they aren't free to create katie and i would appreciate your support as we work to build the barnyard language community patreon is an easy way for you to make a contribution that goes directly to making this show there are three levels of patrons if you join at the farmhand level of patreon you get early access to episodes and the chance to give us input on upcoming shows at the percolator level, you can listen to our mistakes, and there's a lot of them. 
see video content like the Rabbit Agility class and access quarterly instructional videos. At the good shit level, we will give you naming rights on livestock, barn cats, and future children, invite you to live chats with us, and regular updates from our farms. So instead of introducing a guest today, I just get to introduce ourselves again. So Katie and I have decided that we're going to do the Farmer's Gift Guide and the holidays are coming up. So we're gonna be giving you some of our personal suggestions as well as some suggestions from the Barnyard Language Facebook group. People have been sharing some of their thoughts on what to get those hard to buy for farmers and family members and kids. So Katie, do you want to start with one of your first ideas for a Christmas or holiday gift? Yeah, I will start with the fact that I am pro practical gifts. I married into a family that feels like if it's really useful in any way, it is not a gift. Um, we're, we're meeting in the middle on that. I will say my, my very first rule, Arlene, know anything alive unless it's going to live in your house no no nothing um especially if it's breathing no only you know this no nothing alive so arlene <laughs> even plants. <laughs> plants are not okay um plants if you know the person is a plant person sure if they already successfully have other plants absolutely if they have expressed a specific desire to have plants, sure. Otherwise, <laughs> no. no. No unexpected no. living things. Yeah. No. All right, Arlene, what's the first thing on your list? So my first thing was, it was a gift that kind of came together through um, social media and communal intelligence. So I have a friend who had posted that she had made a farm mat for her son. So I mean, if your kids are like mine and Katie's, I know there are a lot of small farm implements and those mats that you can sometimes get for kids to play on with roads are really leave something to be desired for the farm kid who needs more acreage and less hospitals and airports and all the kinds of things that are normally on those, you know, those kind of a rug or, you know, a mat type thing to play with toys on. So she had posted a picture on Facebook about this mat that she had had made with a stock image of a cartoon farm. And she had it printed onto that vinyl fabric that people use in print shops to make signs out of, so, you know, those big banner size ones. So it was like a huge, I don't know, like maybe five by six piece of vinyl with a farm on it, which I thought was a fantastic idea. And I told Katie about it and she said, you know what, we have some aerial photos of our farm. Maybe we can incorporate that. And that triggered me to remember that we had some drone shots taken of the farm one time. We were doing some planning around a building project. So we had someone take some drone shots so we could get a good layout of where all the buildings were and where the silos were and all that kind of stuff. So we used some of those, I used one of those drone shots to make a vinyl playmat of our very own farm. So I'm not sure if my son or my husband liked it more, but it was a fantastic present. And I would recommend it to anybody who has people who like to do farming on a small scale or a big scale if they have toys. Well, that's good to know because the boy child does indeed have one of those rugs. And you are correct. He does not care about, he kind of likes the circus tent that's printed on it. But other than that, 
hospital that he doesn't care about any of that he just wants more farmland so thanks for the reminder that i do need to order one of these for the boy child and it's a good opportunity to support a local sign store too i mean you could probably get it done on one of those you know big sites and that's fine if you know that's the easiest or cheapest way to get it to your house but there's lots of local places that print off signs and i bet that they would love to do that project for you I can confirm, too, that at least our local sign place, we've had them do some banners like that for Farmer's Market for us, and they can even print what amounts to a bumper sticker to go over part of the sign. If it gets worn off or you, I guess, add a new building or whatever, they can actually just make a decal that slaps over it. Sorry, I was going to say, I bet you could even use a Google image, you know, if you didn't have those shots yourself. I mean, like the, the imagery on Google Earth is, is pretty good quality. I bet if you worked with your local sign shop, they could even just grab those shots that someone has already taken of all of our properties because we live in the world and that's the way it is now. The first thing on my list is that the girl child wants a butter churn and not even like a, you know, a crank daisy style churn. She saw in a book, one of the big wood ones it's like a barrel with a you know with the dasher like that comes you, like out you're top. sitting on the front porch in a rocking chair yeah kind of. <laughs> yeah like straight up I think we actually do have one um but she has requested that she wants a unicorn rainbow butter churn for Christmas this is <laughs> you know she's turning five next month so she's a grown-up now and that is what she wants I may actually just well, I probably won't bother pulling the one out of the barn, but maybe I can show her how to make butter in a mason jar or something. I bet she'd like that. Stick or a rainbow looks, on the side of that. Yeah, I just it just cracked me up that that's what she wants for Christmas. <laughs> so Arlene, what's next on your list? My next one is more generic than the first, but it's to research subscription boxes for the people in your life. Because our kids, we have four. And they have birthdays in November, two in December, and one in February. So all of our gift giving is in a really short amount of time. Um, so last year, I started looking for gift boxes. And we signed up for six-month subscriptions for each of them for different subscription boxes. And there's so many out there. We did a craft box for one. Um, one of them did a Harry Potter box. The other one got one from Japan that included both like some, uh, he got some chopsticks sometimes. He got like a ramen bowl, which he still uses all the time and some little like anime type stuff as well as like Japanese snacks, which were cool to try. And then the youngest one got like a, one of those KiwiCo boxes. So it was, you know, you got to assemble something and do kind of a science experiment or a engineering type project. So anyway, they've all said that they want subscription boxes again this year and it's going to be less of a surprise because they want to be involved in picking them but I might as well as they're getting older let them have some choice and it's still a surprise every month and it's definitely spreads out the stuff from having it all appear at one point in the year so that's been fun for us lots for grown-ups too so there's uh tons out there one of my adult cousins got one last year or the year before that was an intro to watercolor painting that she is you know, kept subscribing to and is really, really enjoyed because they're, you know, generally maybe like a two hour project. I think they're pretty, you know, pretty short. 
but it's something new and different and they you know she doesn't have to go anywhere for classes and that's nice especially if you live in a rural area you know not to have to actually yeah and you can support some house. small businesses that way yeah. too you know some of them are set up by like there's one from our local distillery that sends out like a cocktail subscription box which might be on my christmas list i don't know we'll have to see i would fully uh, support that <laughs> So yeah, it's and our actual local chamber of commerce did a did one leading up to Christmas last year that I subscribed to for a couple of months that each small business in the town contributed something each each time there was like a small and a large version. So then it was, you know, during COVID shopping was a bit more challenging, but you could support some small businesses who were looking to to get their stuff out there. What's your next thing, Katie? Uh, my next thing is Bruder Toys, B-R-U-D-E-R. They are, I believe, a German company. They make farm toys and toy ambulances, all sorts of toy vehicles, um, anything you could possibly want. And they are a little bit on the spendy side. They tend to be heavier, made of metal, things of that nature. Very, very realistic. The boy child has his eye on a, uh, a forage chopper. They, he is really been looking at for more than a year now so i think santa will probably sneak that in under the tree the bigger tractors run probably 70 to 90 dollars which seemed a little ridiculous the first time i bought one but the amount of wear they've put on them um, is astounding and the super cool part i found out was that they actually have a website where you can go and buy replacement parts for when your child does things like putting so many miles on his excavator that the tracks fall off because they will stretch out over time. But being able to buy parts for a toy and being able to actually repair it instead of just tossing it and replacing it like you do with the cheaper plastic stuff, it ends up costing us less money. And honestly, I have a lot more respect for a business that makes toys that are repairable. Um, especially now that so many big tractor companies have gone to where you can't even repair your actual tractor. Um, exactly. Yeah. You know, I like that. Anyway, Arlene, what's next on your list? So my next one is inspired by my sister-in-law and she, so this is my husband's sister. She's a really good gift giver and something that she did. And then I ended up kind of copying her was for um, someone who's, challenging to buy for I don't know about you but I find that sometimes men are difficult to to shop for um was give them kind of a subscription box but from you so uh food of the month club so I think she did for this person brought them a little bit of baking every month they were it was a someone who was living on their own so she brought them some baking kind of on a monthly schedule and then they got some treats and then it also kind of incorporated a visit too so then inspired by her there was one year i was really into using my bread maker a lot which is you know i still use it sometimes not all that much um but i did a bread of the month club for my father-in-law i brought him a fresh loaf of bread and some jam every month so it was a good reminder to me to pull it out and and to uh, make something for him and then it's not more stuff, but you know that they appreciate it and then that you're thinking of them all year long. So if you can commit the time and it's someone who doesn't live too far from you, then it's a nice gesture and it's something that doesn't have to be too expensive either. I know I did something similar actually um, year before last for a friend who had a new baby and just every Monday showed up at her house with you know some sort of snack or whatever, just because especially you know in a rural area with a new baby, you don't see other humans 
and it's nice just to have a few hours of company. And I can see this being really good too for any older folks you might know to just, you know, stop by with supper and just spend some time together. I think for most of us, that's really the best gift we can give somebody, you know, is to spend some time together. What's your um, next one, Katie? Oh, my next one. Best investment I've made this year. I had a friend who invited me to stay with them instead of paying for a hotel a few months ago while I was out of town. And so in return, I went to our locally owned pet store and sent them a gift box of toys for their new bulldog puppy. She was one of the ones with the ears, cutest damn thing in the world. So my thought is that for a lot of folks who have, you know, pets and really don't need any more stuff, you send them a box of pet toys, pet treats, a new collar, whatever. Everybody's happy because what I found out is that if you send them a box of pet toys or treats or whatever, they send pictures. And as we all know about That's my feelings about you. puppies, yes, it is a gift for me to send your dog toys. Um, <laughs> another one I have done for my sister actually got prints made there's a company called crown and paw there's actually a number of companies that do it but you send them a digital picture of your pet and they will put it into the one i got for her was a picture of her pit bull in elizabethan dress i want to say but they oh, have all I've sorts of different sense. costumes yeah. <laughs> yeah and it's basically the most ridiculous thing in the world but you know for 50 bucks to make somebody laugh that hard totally worth it <laughs> um arlene what else do you have my next one is a Ontario boutique. It's called Cold Cactus and they sell Western wear and home decor and jewelry and that kind of stuff. They have men's clothes, women's clothes, kids clothes. And I just love that it's a small boutique that you can shop online at. She's in my province and she has a really good variety of things and at reasonable price points. And I think that it's important, especially now with all the, you know, delays and things they're talking about, that small business, if you're in a rural area, sometimes there isn't a lot of variety, but if you can research small businesses that are, you know, you're still going to have to ship from, but they've got stuff in stock, right? Like they can get it to you, might take a little bit more time or might cost you a little bit more money, but then you know that you're supporting somebody who's on the smaller side and is just trying to, uh, to provide a different product than you might be able to get locally or even in your province or state. So cold cactus is my uh, promo and she does ship to the U S as well. So if you're in the States, you can also buy from her, but I'm sure there's lots of cool Western wear or country wear boutiques out there that we can support with our spending money. What's your next one, Katie? All right. I'm going to show you Arlene and I'll post a picture on the, <laughs> this isn't working, on the Facebook page, um, my personal, God, I hope somebody gets me a gift certificate. If anybody's listening and was going to get me a Christmas gift, this is the top of my list. Mochithings.com, it's M-O-C-H-I things.com, is a, I believe, Oregon-based company that sells stationery and things primarily imported from Japan. Um, what I was showing Arlene is a vertical weekly schedule sticky note. It is three inches wide by 11 inches long. And it's got, you know, seven days on it. And so you can write little bits of your agenda on it. And it is designed to stick to the side of your computer monitor. 
so you don't have to open your planner. It's just right there. They have the best assortment of sticky notepads with all sorts of different grid prints on them and to-do list sticky notes and planners. And like I got what amounts to the adult version of a trapper keeper where I can keep, you know, all my pens will actually fit a laptop or an iPad, notebooks, all of that. Um, so basically if you're kind of an obsessive stationary nerd or a planner nerd, like I am, mochithings.com. Don't blame me. It's not my fault if you spend all your money. How right. many sticky notes can you are within your eyesight right now? Can you even count them? Uh, more than 10, Arlene. <laughs> okay. Stop judging me. Whatever. I just know you told me the other day that you have one that says, don't forget to press record. So, I mean, I know yes. that, uh, that sticky notes are an important part of your, uh, your planning. Yes. I uh, worked with the life coach for a while this spring, which was amazing. Highly recommend. But I have a lot of um, things that, she drilled into my head on sticky notes across the bottom of my monitor and also <laughs> some notes to myself about work and my schedule. Remember yeah. I put everything report. on a sticky note because if I have a big sheet of paper, my to-do list will be like 90 items. If I stick with an actual post-it, it usually maxes out at like 20 or 25. Anyway, that's enough about me. We'll have a therapy <laughs> session some other day about this one. <laughs> Arlene, what's next on your list? So another one I have, and this was kind of a pre-pandemic thing, but I think it could probably start to work again, was like I said, with all of our kids' birthdays really close together, sometimes when it comes around to Christmas, we don't want to give them any more stuff. So for a few years, we have done a family trip instead, and we tell them about it on Christmas morning. So maybe one year we went to an indoor water park, so they all got a new towel, and then there was another package that told them, you know, where we were going and when that kind of thing. Or, I mean, we had a trip that was supposed to be planned to Florida that then has since gotten canceled. Maybe it'll happen again someday. Um, so I guess last year for Christmas, they really didn't get a whole lot because they just got a trip that got canceled. But I don't until they until they uh, listen to this podcast, they probably won't even remember that they got no Christmas gifts in 2019. Um so that's one of my ideas is to uh, just put off the gift and make it a, a gift of, of time and togetherness instead of more stuff. So you're that mom. Like, I am. My gift to but you they just is had that their you get birthday. to spend time together. Just what every kid wants. <laughs> well, if it's at an indoor water park, that's what you want. Valid. All right. So the next thing on my list, I love gift cards. I love to receive gift cards. And I feel like if it's obvious that you put a little more thought into it than like Target. And don't get me wrong, I'm totally pro-Target, except that our closest one is an hour and a half away. Um, don't remind me about Target. We had it for such a short time and then it left. I'm sorry, Harley. <laughs> the Canadians will know what I'm talking about. We briefly oh. had Target and then Canada's Target went bankrupt. So now oh, that our no. closest one is across the border. But if you give someone a gift certificate to say the local bookstore... Um, we have a local maker supply store, which really is above mochithings.com in my, uh, my list. It's Cardboard Robot. They are on Facebook and they do ship um, all over the country and probably to Canada if you ask real nice. They are online at cardbot.com. Eric is fantastic. We love him. They have all sorts of good stuff. So if you get somebody a gift certificate to a place like that, Otherwise, for older folks, something that I've seen 
goes over really well as a you know a smaller gift and then a gift card to their pharmacy or for grocery delivery or things, especially for folks that are on you know a more fixed income. Most folks really don't need things, but just being aware that having help paying for prescriptions or you know getting them groceries or whatever can be a really nice treat as well. So Arlene, what else is on your list? So one I thought of for the the farmer in your life who might be a reader is um, subscribing to some international or some other ag publications that they maybe don't already get. I mean, I know that most farmers get a big stack, but you can also diversify their stack of reading by getting them a subscription to a, a different one or from a a territory a little bit further away, but maybe that that fits their their niche of particular farming, or you know maybe goes beyond the boundaries of your country, but you can learn a little bit about somewhere else. I know when we've gone on trips before, it's fun to pick up magazines and publications from from other places and see how things are different and how things are the same. And one that I get from my grandmother-in-law for my husband's grandma is called um, reminisce magazine so it's kind of stories of the good old days and i know she really enjoys it and she lives in a retirement home and then when she's done with it then she'll put it in the common room and other people like to pick it up too so that's one that has been a good investment and same still no not more stuff because she's in a small room so she doesn't need a lot of things but she seems to like that one do you have any more to share katie i do i actually have two more, I guess. Maybe I'll just go ahead and spit them both out. Um, One thing I also really enjoy getting and giving is to get somebody something that is, you know, one step nicer from what they might buy for themselves. So I'm going to assume that he's not listening to this podcast. We have, I'm trying not to call him a kid because he's 18, (laughs) but he was, you know, he was eight when I met him. So uh, a young man who works with us on the farm and is really a member of the family. You know, he's that kid who always shows up, always works hard, is always ready to do that one more thing. So this year we're going to get him a Leatherman for Christmas. You know, they're a, they're a little spendy, but I was thinking to get it engraved with his name on it and maybe a, you know, a thank you from our family on the other side, because he's more than earned it, but you know, anything like that, like last year for my husband, I get him t-shirts every year because we're, we're those people. Last year, I got him Carhartt t-shirts. I thought it was a little stupid to pay that much instead of the ones from Walmart or whatever. They're a lot nicer. They don't have any holes in them after a full year. You know, that's pretty good. farm t-shirts, that's pretty impressive. So <laughs> yeah. just anything like that, you know, getting somebody socks, but getting them nicer wool socks, you know, just anything that's kind of one step up from something they might purchase for themselves. And the other thing that we've been doing that is not winter holiday specific is for our kids, we bought them each a toolbox two years ago now, I want to say. And so at all the, the gift giving occasions, so holidays, birthdays, whatever, or when I see a good tool sale, I buy some, you know, decently good quality hand tools to put in their toolbox for them. Because a good box full of tools is expensive. Things like hammers, levels, whatever, aren't going to get outdated. And by the time they're old enough to to need a toolbox, they'll have a set. And they'll have a set that is not my set, that is not daddy's good, you know, craftsman and snap-on set. So I think that will be 
a good gift for them as well. Yeah, and that's a good idea. And then, I mean, uh, yeah. then when you don't know where your tools are, you might be able to ask really nicely and borrow, borrow one of theirs. Well, since we have kids who are not quite five and three and a half, and they're already both obsessed with tape measures and levels and hammers and things, I, I feel like they're probably going to need their toolboxes sooner than... sooner than we anticipated even Arlene is there anything else on your list I did have a couple more we were we said we each said we were only going to do five but I don't think we're very good at uh, cutting ourselves off my other one that I thought of that I've been doing for a few years now is making up a family calendar so it takes some work and you have to harass people to send you pictures but for both sides of the family I end up doing the the family calendar so everyone sends me all their best shots from the year and then I put them into the calendar I put in everybody's birthdays and anniversaries and then those go to the grandparents and the great grandparents who are still with us and then some of the siblings want a copy too so I can print off a a few more. So it's kind of time consuming, but I enjoy it too. And then I know that the grandparents especially really appreciate seeing everybody's pictures all in one place. And I know we take a million pictures these days and sometimes don't print very many of them or any of them anymore. So then at least there's a few physical pictures around the house. And then my last one might be two on the nose for this year. I don't know, but <laughs> we got this one a couple of years ago as a, a group gift, the board game pandemic. So it's one of those cooperative games. I would say it's better for slightly older kids. I'm thinking maybe like an eight and up, but if you're playing as a group, a younger, a younger sibling might be able to, to figure it out too. So it's a cooperative game. There isn't a winner or a loser per se, either you win as a group or, or you go down with a ship I guess it's so the the situation is there there are pandemic there's a pandemic and there are outbreaks happening in different cities and then you are you each have different skills as players to try and fight the pandemic together so it's kind of a fun one and like I said being cooperative it means that you're not working against each other you're trying to figure it out as a group so that one's been kind of fun we asked our listeners to send in some ideas too I feel better I'm clearly not the only one who enjoys a good practical gift here. One of the top things we heard was heated vests and hand warmers. So basically anything that keeps you warm. As continuing on with the uh, the practical stuff, one of the suggestions was those slip-on felt boot covers. I'm not sure if everyone knows what they look like, but they're kind of like a huge slipper. So if someone comes to the door and is wearing their big, heavy rubber boots or work boots, and they just need to sneak across and grab something from the counter and don't want to take the boots all the way off, you can slide your nasty, gross boots into those guys and uh, sneak across the floor without getting mud or other things all over the, the floor as you're coming in. And along the boot line, of course, boot dryers, yak tracks, or anything along the lines of feet, because you don't want your body to be warm, but you also want your feet to be warm and dry. I will tell you a a brief note on the yak tracks. I love mine. If you don't know what they are, they're a rubber thing that slips onto the bottom of your boots that has like coils or spikes on it so that when you walk on ice, you get more traction. Don't be an idiot like me and forget that you're wearing them and walk into Walmart with them on that hard tile floor with those yak tracks. It's scary. It was really, really not great. Um, it's just like roller skates. Wow. It, <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was bad news bears. 
As far as the felt boot covers, I had never seen them until a couple of years ago. I can tell you that as much as we might say that it smells like money, the boot covers are a lot cheaper than a divorce lawyer. So <laughs> just a thought on that. And the boot dryer is basically the best thing in my life. My apologies to my family, but it's true. The next thing on our list, and these are all things that I've purchased for family members, is sort of the, the consumable items of the farm world. So flashlights, bungee cords, uh, tie-down straps, drawbar pins are a personal favorite around here, cotter pins, licorice, shop towels, gojo, you know, kind of walk into the farm store. If your store is laid out like ours, cruise down the left-hand side of the store, which is where all the farm ephemera is, and just fill your basket up and then just call it good. And the best part is you don't even have to wrap it because if you're buying it for the kind of person who's going to be stoked to be getting drawbar pins, they don't care if it comes in a bag from the farm store. And you can just chuck that shit right under the tree and everybody's happy. Especially drawbar pins. Seriously. You want to see happiness? That's where it is. Also hose repair kits, the little quick connect ends, anything like that. You know, if you're really getting big, maybe the uh, hydraulic fluid, like a nice five-gallon pail of hydraulic fluid would probably not go over too badly. Yeah. Um, Arlene, what else do you see on this list? So one of our other things on the list was specifically women's workwear, because there's seems like there's men's work pants and socks and all that kind of stuff wherever you look. And something about men's clothes, they've got that standardized sizing. You know, you they, they tell you their number, they can walk into a store, buy a pair of pants, <laughs> and it will fit. <laughs> and the women listening know that this is not a thing that we can we can do necessarily or ever. You can just picture because... how hard I'm shaking my head and rolling my <laughs> eyes at this very. <laughs> because we don't have a standardized number system and the clothes never fit. Um, but we did have a couple good suggestions for some workwear suppliers that specifically cater to women. So one of them's out of Quebec and they're called PF Workwear. And there's another one from Ontario called Medea's Workwear um, that make coveralls. So just a few specialized suppliers of workwear for women because we would like it to fit if we're going to have to work on the farm. So those are a couple of suggestions from some of our listeners. So I'm thinking that we should go right into our cussing and discussing, Katie. And we want our listeners to know that they can also cuss and discuss with us. So if you want to send us a voice memo or an email, you can send us a Facebook message or an Instagram private message or any of the many ways that you would like to get in touch with us. We're doing all the socials. So we're going to cuss and discuss. And Katie, I think you're up first today. What are you cussing or discussing? My first thing, women's workwear. Um, <laughs> yeah, especially we got a lead in. While pregnant. Yeah, you want to see some ridiculousness, try and put some coveralls on when you're knocked up. Um, I also had to buy new work boots because my feet swelled and I couldn't put my pull-up red wings on anymore. I had to switch to lace-ups, so that's just a whole thing I didn't really expect. My other two things, Arlene, the first one is you, actually. Uh -oh. I have some thoughts. <laughs> She's looking very stern, everyone. Arlene recommended a whole series of cookbooks. They looked great. I look them up online. The first one is like 573 bar recipes or some damn thing. There's pictures. There's, it's just sugar as far as the eye can see. And if anyone knows me, 
bars, like that is my love language. Okay. So for the there Canadian are no copies. It's, com- it's companies coming. If you are a Canadian, you probably see them in your grocery store every week, or at least I do. They're by the cash. The companies coming cookbooks are like standard Canadian cookbook fare. If any of you Canadians can get me a copy of the 573 bars that are Katie's love language that are not available in the United States for love oh, or money, Arlene. <laughs> it was a real roller I'll coaster go on eBay. the best of times, the worst of times. There. You were supposed to be looking for make-ahead meals, not bars. Bars are make-ahead meals, Arlene, don't push me. <laughs> I will now, also... I think we call them squares, just for reference. Oh, yes, squares. Okay, fine. It's the same thing, just a slightly different cutting. If anyone reminds me, I will post a recipe in the uh, in the show notes or on social media for a recipe that my friend Monica, who's local, um, gave me for Frito bars, which is Frito corn chips and peanut butter and corn syrup cooked down and mixed together so sweet and salty and with the cold beer after milking perfection anyway arlene what did you have so i'm looping back around to gift giving because like i said i've got four kids and they all have winter birthdays and i just never really thought through the fact that having three kids with birthdays in november december and december meant three rounds of birthday suppers and three rounds of birthday parties and all of the trying to make sure their day is special in what doesn't seem like that close to Christmas, but every year feels really close to the holidays and all the other stuff that fills up those weekends in December. So I guess it's just cussing our uh, family planning, but I mean, what's done is done. And so uh, they'll just have to uh, deal with it. Some of them have already learned that um, sometimes birthday parties get pushed until January. So there's nothing fun in January in Canada anyway. It's just cold and miserable. So you might as well wait and have your birthday party then, right? Yeah, I'm um, already realizing the difficulty of having a kiddo with a winter birthday in a place where we're not going to go out. Yeah, where there is winter. Um, Precisely. So, and also I'm going to have to hide my kids' Crocs. I guess I already mentioned that, but they will still be wearing them. Um, I have a picture of the girl child from last spring, I guess, when it was about 35 degrees out. There was snow on the ground um, in her winter coat and her boots and nothing else. Just perfectly happy. Um, (laughs) We're that family. What else do we need to do? So I think we're going to sign off for today. All right. Thanks, Katie. Thank you, Arlene. Usually except we're for the guest. Except for the squares. Yeah. <laughs> yes, setting you, you know up. what's gonna happen is I'm gonna get like 50 copies of this thing mailed to me. <laughs> yeah. That'll I probably awesome. have one in my cupboard. You I think I got do. like 10 of those cookbooks for uh, wedding shower gifts. I am also looking for the make ahead one, but the bars the squares was the first one that Amazon offered me. All right. Well, thank you, Arlene. Do we have anything thank else you. for today? I don't think so. Just the usual. Join us on all the socials. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We have a Facebook group. We're on Twitter. We're trying to be on TikTok. And we have a Patreon if you want to support us with your hard-earned dollars to support the show. 